0: This is The Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, November 7th, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, Stimulant Use Disorder Practice Guidelines, was created by ASAM and AAAP. Over 50% of all overdose deaths in the U.S. involved stimulant. Beyond the mortality risk, stimulant use disorders can also lead to long-term health problems. The Clinical Practice Guideline on the Management of Stimulant Use Disorder, developed by the American Society of Addiction Medicine and the American Academy of Addiction Psychiatry, provides information on evidence-based strategies and standards of care for the prevention and treatment of stimulant use disorders, stimulant intoxication, and stimulant withdrawal. Our next story, in addiction, is titled Prescription Psychostimulants for the Treatment of Amphetamine Type Stimulant Use Disorder. This systematic review with meta analysis pooled results from randomized placebo controlled trials to evaluate efficacy and safety of prescription psychostimulants for amphetamine type stimulant use disorder. The results suggest that relatively potent PP agonists, especially when used in high doses, may be more effective than placebo in diminishing ATS use, increasing retention in treatment, and decreasing craving among individuals with amphetamine-type stimulant use disorder. Use of PPs would be coherent with an agonist therapy approach when doses that compensate for the use of ATS are required to have an impact upon outcomes. Our next article, in Neuron, is titled Mass Cell-Specific Receptor Mediates Alcohol-Withdrawal-Associated Headache in Male Mice. In this study, the authors specifically look at the mechanisms involved in headache. In a mouse model, they identified the mass-related G-protein-coupled receptor, B2, expressed in mast cells and mediates neurogenic inflammation, induces headache behavior in mice. When the receptor was blocked in this model, it moderated the headache response. The authors suggest that MRGPRB2 may be a novel new therapeutic target for treating alcohol withdrawal and alcohol use disorder. Our next article in Drug and Alcohol Dependence is titled Drug Overdose Mortality Rates by Educational Attainment and Sex for Adults Aged 25-64 Through 64 in the United States Before and During the COVID-19 Pandemic. The study found that the overdose mortality rate for males with high school education or less had the largest increase during COVID. The overdose mortality rate was significantly higher in general for those with less education and for males. These disparities increased dramatically during the COVID-19 pandemic. Our next study, Substance Use in Pre-Hospital Crash Injury Severity Among U.S. Older Adults, is in PLOS-1. This study extracted data from the National Emergency Medical Services Information System from 2017 to 2021 involving motor vehicle crash injuries for people aged 65 and older. Substance use was identified in 3% of this group, The presence of substance use was associated with a 36% increased odds of worse severity injury. The authors call for increased awareness of the risk of substance use in older road users. Our next article in AHRQ is titled, The Role of Low Threshold Treatment for Patients with Opioid Use Disorder in Primary Care. This brief argues for low-threshold treatment in primary care settings, citing the evidence that already exists, and making recommendations to improve access and patient engagement. First, the authors recommend to start prescribing buprenorphine and encouraging a physician's team to prescribe. Simply by treating opioid use disorder like any other chronic disease, physicians will improve access, patient engagement, and outcomes. Additional measures include addressing patients' other medical needs, mental health, and by providing care in non-traditional settings such as via telehealth or needle exchange programs. Next, we have an article in the New England Journal of Medicine titled Scaling Up Point-of-Care Fentanyl Testing, A Step Forward. In this perspective, the authors identify struggles with adapting toxicology screening practices when fentanyl is the primary driver of overdose deaths. Another struggle includes payers not covering opioid use disorder residential treatment for clients using fentanyl in the setting of a negative opioid screen. The authors conclude that improvements in functional testing are required in informing decision-making for clinicians. Our final article in the Journal of Addiction Medicine is titled Withdrawal-like Symptoms and Problematic Pornography Use. In this scoping review, the authors investigated whether PPU can be classified as an addictive disorder Cravings were a particular concern given their intensity with resulting return to PPU. Studies revealed the presence of withdrawal-like symptoms with this disorder, which occurred in close to 75% of subjects. In several studies, these symptoms led to consideration of treatment. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ASAM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and asam.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.